back, guys. This is the weekend recap. It is Monday. The weekend is over, and we are back at it. You're listening to 102.1 The Outlaw, and we got a jam-packed show for you guys tonight. There has been a lot happen since last time we've come on this thing. Thanksgiving, one of those things. But outside of that, you got FIFA World Cup action. You've got college basketball. You got NBA, NHL, college football, NFL football. I mean, really depends on what side of the uh, the fifty yard line or the uh, the the basketball court you were standing on. Depends on how your weekend really went, but. Uh, before we get this thing started, let me jump out to our sponsors real quick. I uh, want to give a shout-out to our sponsors, Great America Florida Promotions. They do have a gun show this weekend. It's going to be in Port St. Lucie. So make sure you check them out. That is, again, Port St. Lucie. That's this December 3rd and 4th. They also have a gun show coming up in Haines City. That's going to be next weekend, December 10th and 11th. So, ladies, fellas, it's Christmas time. These guys were packed over there in Sebring this past weekend. Make sure you check them out. Get someone a lovely little gift to stick under the Christmas tree, and I can assure you they will not be disappointed. Uh, also want to give a shout-out to JJ's Apparel and more. Uh, Jessica and those guys over there have been hard at work getting the uh, holiday merchandise put together. Make sure you hop on. It's JJ's Apparel and more at myshopify.com. And, again, check out their holiday selections. We have our T-shirts there in stock as well. So uh, hop on, check them out, and uh, make sure you tell them the weekend recap sent you. Uh, we can't get this show started without the man, the myth, the legend, Christopher Crouch, jumping on with us today man how are you doing up there in nashville oh i'm pretty good uh got out of my turkey coma from uh thursday <laughs> and uh yeah enjoyed some ball over the weekend and yeah ready to uh get this started how about you how was your turkey day man look i i, I guess i'm living the dream yeah you know we, we get to watch football we watch all these sports we talk about it on the radio we talk about it off the radio but uh, that's just my night job. You know, I've got this other thing that I do that's called teaching. And I absolutely love <laughs> Thanksgiving at this point in my life. You know, we, we've had the past week off. We just went back to school today. And from there, you know, we had a Friendsgiving. You know, so that I'm trying to think what day that was. I want to think that was Sunday. Us and the neighbors, we all got together. We had this big old Thanksgiving. You know, I smoked some turkey. We cooked a ham, you know, had all the fixings. So, I mean, we had all that stuff to eat on for days. And then Thanksgiving happened, and we went and did it again. <laughs> so, dude, I, I don't want to see no more turkey right now. <laughs> don't even no. walk over with the turkey sandwich. I'm good. <laughs> I'm turkeyed out at this point. <laughs> so, but. Uh, yeah, no, how you feel? How did the uh, the family get together go? Did did you guys have a uh, big get together, or do you uh, do you keep that in house with the uh, the triplets running around there with you? Oh no 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 no! A anytime we get a chance to let them run around with other people, and uh, <laughs> you know other people watch them, we we go full blast. Um, <laughs> no, we uh, <laughs> no. If there's um, uh, Thanksgiving, we took and we ate with. Uh, my family, and then that afternoon we went up and ate again with her family, and then Saturday we had a uh, friendsgiving and ate again over there. And yeah, I'm I'm 
I'm gonna have to start hitting the gym or something. I'm 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 creeping up there now. Oh man, look, <laughs> it, don't go catching me, man. It, it's it's uh it's not a fun uphill race. <laughs> now, uh, speaking of uphill races, you know, it's uh, we got the FIFA World Cup going on right now, and it's it's over there in over in Qatar, and the U.S. was in action over the weekend or not the weekend but uh, right before the weekend but they've got a game coming up tomorrow against iran so uh those of you keeping up with the fifa world cup and u.s soccer they do have a game tomorrow at two so make sure you check in tune in and uh support the uh, red white and blue there man it's uh i wonder if sports teams have as heated rivalries as nations do does the u.s soccer team hate iran as much as the u.s government seems to hate iran <laughs> it's funny you say that. Yeah, was, uh, there was something that was, uh, I guess, put on Twitter by the um, U.S. Soccer Federation, and they um, had had, I guess, it was a picture of the Iranian flag without the emblem on the middle of it, and it was in protest of of um, all of the um, the human trafficking and and human rights stuff that was that's going on over there and uh the iranians didn't like that very much no. and you no. know they they tried to uh get sanctions that they, they told fifa that they wanted sanctions against us and things like that so it's just uh tomorrow's gonna be a very interesting match um hopefully we can play a little bit better i mean we, we played decent against england and we you know we we came up with the draw and Hopefully we can put one in the back of the net and keep them off the board. And if we win, we win outright, then we will be on to the knockout round and get out of pool play. So hopefully uh, everything goes good for the red, white, and blue. I'm hoping, but uh, I didn't realize that was that loaded of a question with Iran. Holy smokes, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it all kind of happened this weekend, and it, it kind of blew up a little bit. <laughs> oh, man. No puns intended. Let, let's get off yeah, the, no uh, the sand and jump over on the ice real quick, man. Uh, we got some <laughs> NHL action happening right now. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, they're taking. they're actually up in Buffalo taking on the Buffalo Sabres. I wonder if all the snow melted. You know, they had to move a football game because of, what, they get six feet of snow up there in Buffalo. But uh, they're up there in Buffalo tonight taking on uh, the Buffalo Sabres. So uh, hopefully things work out pretty good for us. Uh, The Florida Panthers, they're in action again tonight. We're looking at 930 against Edmonton Oilers. And the Nashville Predators, man, things are starting to heat up over there from what i understand i mean it, it's gotten so hot up there in bridgestone arena that the ice is melted what, what's going on with that chris no uh so what happened was they decided they wanted <laughs> the colder weather's coming so they decided they wanted to try to make broadway a skate room. Hmm. um oh it looks uh a water main busted and outside the arena and it's flowed into the arena all of the event level, it was between three inches to three feet deep of water. Oh, the nice. locker rooms were flooded. The um, concourse area was flooded. Um, yeah, and there was there was a big old raging river going down Broadway from where it all had had from where the water main had busted. Um, they took and they've been working around the clock to get it done, and they play uh, Anaheim tomorrow at home and they will be able to play that game at home as scheduled 
and the two games that we missed this weekend, uh, one was supposed to be Friday and the other was supposed to be Saturday, um, those two games are going to be rescheduled later on. That's so, yeah, it was out, it was right? very interesting. <laughs> it's not like they got enough games throughout the week. Hey, we're just going to plug one more in this week. We're going to plug another one in yeah. that week. Yeah, hey, yeah. Who doesn't yeah, play seven schedule games nothing. Week, we'll right? just, yeah, we'll just throw them in there. Yeah, no, I mean. <laughs> can, can we just count these as ties? I mean, they they, they don't mind as ties in, in the NHL as much. No, but I'm, I'm glad to see they got that fixed. I, I remember seeing the articles come across over Saturday. I'm like, holy smokes, what is going on up there in Nashville, man? It's uh, I, I leave for a couple of years and all chaos breaks loose. I mean, what, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, they even had a they even had a um, uh, college game. It was it was a uh, it's an annual classic that they have for uh, two uh, two college hockey teams, and um, they ended up having to move it to the. I want to say it was the Cool Springs Fort Ice Center, and they ended up having to play there because they weren't able. One, they weren't able to reschedule it, and two, they were, um, yeah, wasn't going to play on a bunch of water. So uh, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, a different sport, but uh, I think you got to let the ice freeze or the water freeze before you throw some skates yeah, on it, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of hard to, to I mean, get the puck around. Same. <laughs> yeah, the part for sure. I mean, it's like skipping stones, right? And you just give it one good uh, sidearm, and there she goes. Yeah, something like <laughs> that. <laughs> Hand passes allowed. But, well, yeah, yeah. It's uh, we're we're out of that soccer conversation. I don't know if we need to go back to those guys. Mercy, I didn't know I needed to get the ransom notes ready. Uh, Speaking of ransom notes, uh, the NBA's in full effect, and they've got uh, most of ESPN on ransom at this point as far as highlights and news goes. But uh, around the league, looks like we got a few games tipping off. Uh, looks like the 7 o'clock hour, you have the Hawks and 76ers. Uh, the Timberwolves are down in Golden State. Uh, the Magic and Nets, uh, they tip off at 7.30. The Hornets and Celtics again at 7.30. Cavalier, Cavaliers, Raptors. Uh, Thunder and Pelicans, they are 8 o'clock tip-offs. But uh, one thing that's been bugging me since last season, actually, <laughs> I was hoping, you know, after the draft, things would be looking up a little bit better for uh, a certain team in the uh, Eastern Conference here. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, we've made some improvement. I mean, last year we were sitting dead last <laughs> with the Orlando Magic. But uh, currently, that those honors go to the Detroit Pistons. Uh, the Orlando Magic have moved up a spot to number fourteen. So uh, I would there's really that there's still time. It is a long <laughs> season, <laughs> but I would really like to see them making some moves, man. It's just, uh, yeah, and I don't know if some of this water spilled down to Miami, but uh, somebody has definitely put out the fire for the Heat. I mean, these guys are sitting comfortably in the uh, number ten spot. But, I mean, it could be worse, right? There's always Orlando. <laughs> but, yes. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. I just don't know what to do for these teams right now. I, I can't put my thumb on it. Jimmy Butler, I mean, you got all these draft picks up there in Orlando. It's You, you figure something should be moving in a positive direction. It's just, it's not. And luckily for me, we got the Memphis Grizzlies to talk about. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they didn't look too good against the uh, the, the Nets there the uh, on Sunday. But, you know, as far as the season's been going, I mean, I'm not too mad about it. 
Uh, you're sitting in number three in the Western Conference, right behind. I- I'm actually surprised to see Colorado up there. <laughs> but uh, you- you've got Colorado and the Phoenix Suns sitting number one and two in the Western Conference. Grizzlies are taking that number three spot. So I- I'm liking what I'm seeing down there, man. Uh, ja Rule, not Ja Rule, why do I call him Ja Rule? <laughs> ja Morant. Ooh, going back to the high school days. <laughs> Take me back, right? <laughs> but uh, Ja Morant, you know, he- he's kind of been put on a pitch count a little bit they're not overworking them that they really want to see them in for the long run but uh yeah man it's uh there's not much to say wrong about this team you know they've got the game tomorrow against the timberwolves so i don't know exactly where the timberwolves sit it's a little bit early for me to get too excited about most teams but uh the Grizzlies just make me feel good right now. You know, that there's a lot for me to not feel good about over the weekend. <laughs> and and unfortunately for me, the Grizzlies didn't quite win through the weekend. But, you know, we can hang our hat on them still sitting in that number three spot. So, I mean, I'm not too tore up about it. But uh, I'm kind of dragging yeah. this, this over into <clears throat> some, some college conversation. But, uh, no, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, yeah, I mean, the, the season's young and – you know, with Orlando having having excuse me, as many young guys as they are having, I just I don't know if they're trying to get all five position spots as the first round draft picks <laughs> or and the number one picks overall or are they what going they're for doing. a new dream team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean I you know, hopefully hopefully they can get things turned around and and you know, I think what the Grizzlies are doing with Morant, you know, Yes, I mean, I, I grew up watching the the '90s guys, and those guys didn't take a day off. They played through, you know, whatever. And and I understand that, you know, it's it's everybody's trying to, you know, preserve themselves and things like that. But I mean, you know, hopefully he can get feeling better. And but it just it kind of stinks, and that's that's one reason why I haven't. You know, I've had the opportunities to go, and and you know, I'm I'm thankful I didn't because when I was able to, well, he wasn't going to play. He got set out for rest or things like that. I mean, nowadays they, you know, it's it's different league than what oh, it, than what it used to be. Look, and that's why I think I love hockey as much as I do. I mean, you'll see these dudes catch the puck with their teeth and smile back, missing like eight of them, and then they'll be like, hey, you know, I just. Give me some cotton, I'll bite down on it and send me back in, you know? I've watched these dudes get their faces stitched back together and then go back out on the ice. But then you get into the NBA and just, my goodness, uh, you get a hangnail and you're done. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Tanner Janot sat there for the Predators. He took and he caught a puck to the face and... He was out maybe a total of five five minutes, and that was only because he went back to the locker room, got his lips stitched up, turned right, turned right around, and went back out there and played. And he played with stitches in his lip for the rest of the night. So, I mean, you know, they are a different breed, and, yeah, it is, it is kind of funny to see nowadays. Yeah, but uh, now well, – we're we're on the uh, the basketball talk. I guess we kind of jumped a little bit back over to hockey, but uh, we had some basketball action down in the Bahamas over the weekend, and uh, we're kind of switching it up a little bit. We haven't talked a whole lot about uh, college basketball at this point, but uh, the Tennessee Vols, man, they, they went down there and made some waves. They they go in, win the tournament. They uh, 
take out Kansas. I mean, it, you've got a pretty quality win there and you know, a nice-looking trophy to, to hang on the shelf when you get back home to Knoxville. So uh, hats off to those guys. Looks like they're about to hit cruise control, though, on their schedule. They don't have a, a whole lot going on as far as strength of schedule until they hit SEC play. Uh, December 17th, looks like they'll be squaring off against number four ranked Arizona. So, I mean, that that's one to really look forward to. You're going to have some ranked play when they get in there with Maryland, but uh, uh, I don't know. I don't think I've ever heard Maryland ever mentioned in the realm of basketball ever. <laughs> so, I, I don't think I need to be too concerned with what they got going on. But uh looks like conference play is going to tip off. We're looking right after Christmas, December 28th. So uh, once that happens, man, we're starting to hit that uh, downhill slope towards uh, March Madness. And that's uh, things are about to get very, very exciting with uh, what's going on in the college basketball scene. Uh, what's going on down there in Vanderbilt? Is, are these guys, uh, are we back to the old Vanderbilt ways of winning basketball games? Or are we uh, still stuck in that Conzo Martin slump? We probably should have never fired him. <laughs> well, see, see what had happened was, uh, <laughs> yeah. no, they're they're right now they're a, a hit or miss team. I mean, they can go in there and they can shoot the lights out, or they can go in there and they can build your brick house. Um, they have a a bunch of young guys. Um, Stackhouse has really recruited some really young guys. He's got a couple of transfers in, and they are they're trying to figure out how to play together. And, and once they figure that out and they're getting to that point and the, once they get to that point, I think they're going to be really good. Um, he's got, he's got four freshmen that'll sit there and, and will come in along with the transfer that'll play. And you can just see the amount of talent that they have and, and what they could become as if they just, keep focused and, and, you know, keep playing together and build that chemistry up. Um, I, I'm, I'm optimistic about it. I think they're going to be better than what they were last season. I still don't think that, you know, we're going to be challenging for the SEC title or anything like that. But uh, I do I do think we're going to end up being a whole lot better than what we were beforehand. So, no, no, it's it's very encouraging. I was, I was also – I was glad to see – you know Tennessee go down there in the Bahamas and and have a good showing in that tournament and win that tournament. That was that was a really good really good wins for Tennessee. There was there were some pretty good teams out there. Man, I tell you what, it's we've got listeners kind of all over the place, and it's very impressive to see how the UT itself, the University of T- Tennessee, has turned all of its programs around. I don't know who this athletic director is, but you've got the baseball team, you've got the basketball team, you've got the football team. I mean, everything, I mean, all these, the teams that they're putting out right now, they're they're in the conversation of, you know, one of the better teams in the nation. And it's good to see, you know, I grew up a Vols fan and these guys kind of took a pretty hard slump (laughs) there for about 10 to 15 years. But uh, it's nice to see Rocky Top start to make some noise, man. They, they've got a real fun fan base. If, if you've ever been to the games, which unfortunately I've never been, but I, I hear it's an environment you don't want to miss out on. And, uh, you know, Gator fans, I'm sure they're well aware of uh, 
what it's like to have winning teams <laughs> and feel good and hang some national championships. It's just a uh, Rocky top, man. We, we haven't done that a whole lot <laughs> it, or a whole lot recently, I should say. So it, it feels good to be able to make a little noise with these guys. I mean, the uh, college football playoffs, they are about as locked in as they're going to get, unless we get a little bit more chaos in the conference championship round, or I shouldn't even really call it a round. But uh, when conference championships kick off and uh, outside of seeing TCU or USC, you know, losing out in those games, I feel that they're a lock to be the number three and four teams, you know, the last two in. I mean, how do you, how are you feeling on that projection? Or do you think uh, they're going to get slighted for a one-loss Ohio State team? I honestly, you know, and, and I was having this conversation on Saturday when we were all watching the games together and you know we we watched that Ohio State and Michigan game and Michigan just went up there and took Ohio State to it was close going to half but Michigan just took them to the woodshed and for Ohio State to be ranked and to get embarrassed like that at home by your rival and, and, and you were supposed to the potential Heisman trophy winner on your roster yeah, and and I just it was it was, you know I have I have, uh, yes I'm I'm a little bit biased towards the SEC. I think we are the best conference, uh, and and you you are hard pressed to change my mind about it. But oh, just look when, what they did to each other over the last two weeks. Exactly. Yeah, I mean South Carolina. I mean, hey, wait, we gotta bring that up. Yeah, <laughs> look, no, no, we'll no, get no, the I, scores I mean, over the weekend here in just a minute. No, no look, well, yeah, look, look at what South Carolina did to Clemson. Oh, so I mean, and I loved every minute of that. I was oh, like, oh, I did thank too. God they beat up on another top ten but, team. <laughs> but I think, I, I think they've got, they've got one from the Pac ten. They've got one from the Pac twelve. I, I mean, I'm sorry, Big Ten. One from the Pac twelve. One from the SEC. One from the ACC. So I mean, I don't, I don't. I don't. I'm thinking that they're all saying, "Hold up, you know, nobody lose," and 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 let's just keep it that way. But I don't know if I don't know if if USC can can. Or I mean, I'm sorry. I don't know if TCU is going to be able to to win the Big Twelve championship. Oh, I don't. Wow. You know, that would that would be something that I would I would like to see. But I don't think. It's going to be interesting tomorrow when when it comes out to see where everybody's going to be ranked just because of of the chaos that did happen this past weekend. Because I mean, it was it was complete and total chaos oh that happened. God. It was so much fun. Look, as much as I love the balls, I do love chaos. I, I, granted, I was on the, the receiving end of that recently, but uh, <laughs> the uh, to, to see top ten teams just go in and just completely get blown out and just get beat you know you drop the ball whatever it is you know, close game but to see the top 10 just get flipped on top of its head it was just beyond exciting and entertaining for me i mean you had 40 percent of the people that were slated in the top 10 lose on saturday <laughs> so i mean you you got oregon going down you got lsu going down you got ohio state going down i mean it made me feel good <laughs> I didn't feel bad about it at all. Only teams that didn't lose, uh, you know, if TCU would have lost or if USC would have lost, you know, I would have felt really good about that. But I think we're about to get hit with some uh, 
a little biasness out of the college football committee, man. I, I, I don't think these guys are going to stack the teams in there correctly. I don't know if they're going to slip in a second Big Ten, Big Ten team, you know, in favor of, you know, a, a Pac-12 team trying to sneak in there. But uh, we're, we're going to see, you know. I mean, if they play this thing out the way it should, I mean, you should be looking Georgia number one. You should look Michigan at number two, TCU three, USC number four. And, and then I would throw Ohio State. You know, those guys got, like you said, be pretty good. <laughs> you know, it okay. was a pretty convincing uh, uh, win. So I, I'm okay. cool with them not being in the playoffs at all. So so let me ask you a question. Yeah. Don't read into it. Just just think of this as, you know, what, what – uh, the big network does as, you know, the blind resumes. Okay. So you have one team that lost their last game and got blown out at home by the third ranked team in the nation and doesn't have a very strong strength of schedule and everything else. Then you have a team who lost two road games by a total of four points, both to top five teams. Then you have an, and who has a pretty high strength of schedule. Then you have another team who has a really bad loss to a, to an unranked team, has beat several, has beat a couple of the ranked teams. So, how do you explain putting the second and third team behind the team who got blown out at home? You're talking about Ohio State? Ohio State and Alabama and Tennessee. Now, this is this is me jockeying for both of them because – Yes, I understand. Alabama, I understand Alabama has two losses. I understand Tennessee has two losses. Mm-hmm. Now you can't tell me with Alabama and Tennessee's resumes, with their strength of schedules, with things like that, that you couldn't have. And yes, I'll say this through gritty teeth, but you couldn't have Alabama at five, Tennessee at six, Ohio State at seven. The reason I would put Alabama ahead of Tennessee is like I have I have told you and a couple of the people before. It's what have you? When did you lose? How did you lose? And you know who did who did you lose to? Now and I let, let me go, go in and say this. I, I will say Alabama right now is a better team than Tennessee. You know, with Hendon Hooker going down, that that's a huge loss there. But here's my, my response to the Alabama and Tennessee, who should be ranked where? Tennessee, they lost to Georgia, who, who is the number one ranked team in the nation. Oh, right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. And they did have a pretty nasty loss to uh, South Carolina there in, you know, Columbus, South Carolina. Is it Columbia? Well, over there in South Carolina. Columbia. Columbia. And uh, so, I mean, that one was pretty embarrassing. But then South Carolina goes and beats three ranked teams this season so I, I don't feel too bad about them being kind of a ranked team slayer i mean I, I do feel bad because it happened to my team but uh they they're showing that this team's finally coming together at the end of the season so that that was bad timing on our end <laughs> you know they certainly <clears throat> was kind of slipping but this is where uh, i see the difference here alabama lost to tennessee so the head-to-head matchup right there already goes to tennessee and the other team that alabama lost to tennessee beat the brakes off of 
LSU wasn't True. even competitive in that game. So, you know, we beat you. We beat the team that beat you convincingly in LSU. You know, I feel Tennessee should be ranked above Alabama. But th- this is the part that I love about this year. I'm not hearing nothing about Nick Saban and all the whining he does over there on the sidelines. It's been great. I've loved everything that's happened to Alabama. The only reason we talk about Alabama is because I hate them. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Gator <laughs> fans feel the same. I mean, we're, I think we're in the same boat on that one. But uh, we're, we're kind of up against a boat here. And uh, let's, let's kick this out to our sponsors again. Great American Florida Promotions has a gun show this weekend. Make sure you hop on their website, greatamericanfloridapromotions.com. Check out their local dates and events. Uh, find a show near you. And again, we'll be right back after the message. Looking for a fun weekend of buy, sell, trade, guns, knives, ammunition, and much more? Or maybe you're looking for a concealed carry class? Then go to GreatAmericanFloridaPromotions.com, where you'll find the Great American Florida Gun Show. Dates and location for 2022 are up now. Shows coming to Lakeland, Port St. Lucie, LaBelle, Haines City, and many more. Don't forget, it's GreatAmericanFloridaPromotions.com. Or call 772-577-9647 for more information on dates and locations. Looking for a new job that doesn't require a four-year degree? Do you want to make a difference in your community? Now is the time to start your career with the Florida Department of Corrections. With starting pay now at $20 an hour for security positions, $1,000 hiring bonus at select locations, plus full retirement, health benefits, and free college courses, you can work in a supportive, people-first environment. Visit FLDOCjobs.com today for more details. That's FLDOCjobs.com. Just in case you guys forgot, we do have Monday night football coming on after this show. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are going to be up in Indianapolis taking on the Colts. And maybe we can speak for some fans up there towards the uh, northeast corner of Florida, but I don't think we like the Colts down here neither. You know, anytime these guys lose. I mean, now, as a Titans fan, I can't stand Pittsburgh neither. Don't get me wrong. But I really, really like it when the Colts lose. So um, I don't know where you sit on this one, Chris, but uh, I wouldn't mind seeing the Colts jockeying for position on who's going to be the number one draft selection this year. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I mean, can they both lose? Is that is that a problem? <laughs> uh, they can. I actually asked that question at the beginning of the year, and the Houston Texans and the Colts went ahead and tied it up for me. I was like, yes, I love that I hate y'all. <laughs> that felt so good, actually. <laughs> it, it's, 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 really been, it's really been surprising, this, the, whole, the whole landscape of all of the NFL. I mean, you know, who would have thought that the Eagles would be what they are? Who would have thought that? You know, the Colts would have turned out to be the dumpster fire that they are. I could have told you that the Eagles were about to get a jump start with the stupid move J-Rob made this offseason. My goodness, man. Look, we'll we'll jump into that here in just a second. We uh, let's circle back to college football real quick. You know, it's uh, we, we were talking college playoff ranking and positioning and who should be in, who should be out. But uh, all of that could be for nothing because we do have a football matchup coming up this coming weekend uh no not this weekend yes it is this weekend you got north texas and uh 
I don't know who UTSA is, but uh, they <laughs> – let me pull these guys up. They'll be uh, kicking off conference play on Friday. You're looking at 730. Uh the UTSA Roadrunners, they, they are ranked number 23, so we'll roll with that, man. Uh, well, these are AP rankings. These aren't the uh, top 25 rankings, but uh, th- that's going to be their conference play. you got Kansas and Kansas State. Oh, wait, look, this is what happens when you click the wrong button. you got Utah and <laughs> USC uh, Friday, December 2nd. you got Kansas State and TCU Saturday, December 3rd. Uh, UCF and Tulane, so, I mean, the the knights down over not down over there lord i guess i should say up over there in broward county these dudes are they've put it in this year man it's uh that they've put themselves in a really good position for a nice bowl game you've got uh, gus mouse on there this team is on the up and these guys are making the jump to the big 12 so this is going to be a whole lot of fun to, to watch this game but you got ucf and tulane i mean it's it's all or nothing at that point for these guys but but here's the the where the fun could happen for me you got LSU and Georgia, you know. Uh, just because I like chaos, I don't think I would be mad if LSU went in there and beat Georgia. It's not going to do Tennessee any good. You know, Florida State, they're at where they're at. Uh, the UCF, Central Florida, these guys aren't going to get any closer to the national championship than we are at this point. But to see Georgia go in there and get beat by LSU, it, it would just... Make me feel so good about this season. It really would. Just to see absolute nothing but head-on collisions all year long from start to finish. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it, it, it's it's entertaining. You know, I would really not be upset about that. But uh, you also got Clemson and U- UNC, North Carolina. You know, they're they're battling it out for the ACC championship, and uh, Purdue and Michigan. And again, I don't know if it's just the selfish person inside me. I don't think Purdue's got a shot at all. <laughs> but uh, I don't think I would be mad to see them go in and, and take care of Michigan, you know, just catch them sleeping. Everybody's looking to the national championship. What else could go wrong, you know? And uh, who knows? Tennessee very well might just find their way in if nothing but chaos happens this weekend. That's, uh, <laughs> how, how do you feel about the, the shots here? They, they do say we got, what was it, a, eight percent chance so they think there is a shot <laughs> I, I think I, so you're telling me there's a chance no <laughs> that's what they're telling me man that's what they keep telling me <laughs> i think i think you had a you and, and which you almost did i think you have a better shot of hitting your parlay that you put out uh Friday about all the tops losing that you do hey, for look, uh, I almost and... did. Look, if Alabama <laughs> wouldn't have been so good. <laughs> look, 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 speaking of Alabama and Auburn, man, Auburn's got a new head coach. You know, so, I mean, uh, Hugh Freeze, he, he's over there. Uh, kind of curious how things are going to shape up here in the SEC over the next, Lord, I, I think it wouldn't be too odd to say over the next five years. I mean, you, yeah, you got to start looking at the I, ages I, on some of these coaches, and you gotta gotta imagine they're not going to be around for long, especially if this whole NIL thing does not go their direction. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be. I think there's going to be a bunch of power changes in the SEC. You know, I and and surprising head coaches moving to different places. I wasn't surprised when Hugh Freeze, um, you know, was announced as Auburn's head coach. I've kind of figured, you know, the the rumors about Lane Kiffin and things like that, I don't think that that was ever I, – I think once – what Hugh Freeze has done at Liberty and, you know, he's always been wanting to get back to the SEC. Yes, he he got into some trouble at Ole Miss and, um, you know, got – you know, the 
if, if, if you're a secretary that's going to be at Auburn or intern, you know, just, you know, watch yourself. But, um, you know, I think, I think, I think it's going to be interesting to see. I know me and you were talking earlier and, and, you know, I don't think Kiffin's leaving Ole Miss anytime soon. I think he's got one job in mind and he's kind of being transparent about that job. You know, he just signed another deal with Ole Miss for $9 million a year. And I think, you know, once Saban decides he wants to hang up the whistle, I think Kiffin is going to slide right in there. I know it sounds crazy, but I, I wholeheartedly believe that in until something else different happens you're not you won't be able to change my mind he loves being at Alabama and I think that's where he wants to get back to I mean he can win a national championship there and you know that's what a lot of people thought about it at Auburn too but I just I always thought Auburn and Hugh Freeze was going to go there I kind of I'm I'm glad that Cadillac Williams is going to end up staying there as a running oh, yeah. running back coach. Really those there. you you could tell you could tell those kids would run through a brick wall for him and Literally. you know that I, <laughs> I was I was joking with my dad. I said you know I said I'm not going to lie. I know all this stuff about Hugh Freeze and and stuff like that. And I can't I don't like Auburn. I said but I would laugh if if Auburn beat Alabama and he goes well why do you say that I was like well I mean. You know, I, I'd like to see Cadillac Williams. You know, them them go past Hugh Freeze and and let Cadillac try to run the show, see, see yeah. what he can do at his alma mater. Oh yeah, and yeah, he he didn't like that very much. But look, there's two people that don't mind these type of rumors: Mike Gundy and Lane Kiffin. I mean, these dudes have <laughs> cashed in over people just being interested in them. You know, oh most they're, definitely, they're at respectable schools. You know, in good conferences. But they're not in those premier schools, you know, kind of like Lane Kiffin eyeballed USC there over over the Vols. And uh, but I don't know if I was Lane Kiffin, I don't think I would ever leave Ole Miss. Like you have the strong potential to win a national championship there. I mean, look what you did this year until you pooped the bed, <laughs> yeah, you know. But he's built a pretty good program, and I feel that Ole Miss is in a position where they know. They're probably not going to find another coach like Lane Kiffin. I mean, as much as I don't like him for what he did to Tennessee, he's a really good coach, man. There's no way around that. But I think Ole Miss is in a position where he could get away with murder at that school and not get himself fired simply because it's going to be really hard to replace a coach like that. And they're like, hey, they, they said they like you, so here's $8 million bucks. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that, that's how much Ole Miss is worried about losing Glenn Kiffin, man. These guys are ready to throw some money at this dude. Uh, <clears throat> oh, yeah. No, no, no. Without a doubt. But, I mean, you know, you Ole Miss can only – Ole Miss only has so so deep of pockets. I mean, you know, if Alabama well, wanted to, they could, they could back the Brinks truck up and, and give you an amount of money that you could never turn down. And, yeah, I mean, that's true. That's you know, but, but yes, Alabama he, he started has, at some point looking like Ole Miss, just this little college out in the middle of nowhere, and look what it's turned into. Oh yeah, no, it it definitely you right, know, and they had their down years, just like, huh? I said it had it took a couple generations of coaching to get it to that level, but you know, you can oh, take yeah. nowhere and turn it into something for sure. Oh yeah, well, I mean, after Stallings left, you know, they kind of went and 
into purgatory there for a little bit, you know, kind of like Tennessee has and for, for the past several years. And then they found they were able to lure Saban away from the pros and, you know, look at what it's turned into just like, just like they were able to get a hypo in there and, and hypos, you know, as, as, as much as, you know, as much as I don't like Tennessee, I'm, I, you know, I told you at the beginning of the season, I'm, I'm glad that they're doing good. It's good for the SEC when they're good. It's good when them and Florida and Georgia and Kentucky and all of them are, are good where it is, you know, it makes the SEC better and it makes, you know, it makes us stronger. Even though we're going out there and we're beating everybody's heads in every week, it, it's still you it, it makes you not be able to take a week off unless you're playing Vanderbilt and you know that that's that's Look, the best thing i like about the SEC speaking we don't have Vanderbilt, to talk about 56 well, we don't have to talk about 56 <laughs> did these guys give up i mean what happened they're like oh, yeah. you know what the season's oh, yeah. over i'm done <laughs> yeah no no we were done after the first quarter y'all just wanted to keep playing so I mean, we just we we applied <laughs> we applied that's what i like about nashville y'all are classy man <laughs> no, we just wanted but... to get back into a locker room and get dry clothes on. That was a uh, freaking monsoon. Tell you what, man, I felt good Saturday. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting there. Look, you you, you want to laugh at you know what I should have parlayed, but I almost hit on that one. Yeah, <laughs> I almost hit on. It. I was like, oh my god! But no, just simply because I root for Tennessee, that was not going to work out for me. They just wanted to tease me just a little bit. Like, eh, we're almost not there. Sorry about your luck. Yeah, you know, but I mean, and USC it, looked anybody, like they were going to lose there for a second too. I was like, "Oh my god, this is working." <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at the TCU score. I was like, "Ah, we probably wouldn't have jumped them anyways." <laughs> <laughs> it was it was getting close. It was it was definitely getting close. I mean, I I don't I was I was surprised. You know, I I know we were kind of ragging you a little bit by yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, this it's not going to happen. And then chaos started happening. And I was like, uh oh. It was absolutely look early in the season. I think it was a Florida state fan. He, he was asking how I wanted the weekend to go. And I was like, I just want chaos. Just let everybody lose. I just want nothing but chaos. Cause it's fun to talk about. It's like, Oh my God, did you see, <laughs> you know, there, there's nothing wrong about it, but, uh, we're, we're, we're kind of running up against the clock and there's something wrong. I do need to talk about. And that was how wrong the games went. In the final moments for a lot of the teams yesterday, you know, the Titans, things went terrible there in the last couple, last, within the last two minutes of the game. And then the last seconds of the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. And not so much a problem for Jacksonville, but things did not go well in the last seconds of that game either for the Baltimore Ravens. And that game to me turned out to be one of the best games of the day. And we'll get to them here in a second, but man, you want to talk about not feeling great <laughs> after the one o'clock hour. Look, I, I tuned into the Tennessee Titan game and you know, it's what I expect out of this team at this point, something low scoring, something that the defense is going to grind out. It wasn't the best showing on their end on either side of the ball. Lord, they held Derrick Henry to nothing. <laughs> Rush it. I mean, the dude put up, a little over 100 yards in total offense that day. And most of that coming off of, what was that, a 46 or 70-some-odd-yard run? Not run. Uh, a, a pass. I mean, he had he run, had yeah. more he had more yards receiving than he did running. And, and then he coughs it up 
<laughs> on the five yard line. <laughs> and, and look, thank God Traylon Burke showed up today or <laughs> on Sunday. He was at the right spot at the right time for that one, man. But uh, no, to get that thing down there, you know, they're driving. They kick the field goal. And the next thing you know, you see the flag come out. You know, Tennessee, they've got, what was that, like a minute 46 left on the clock. You know, plenty of time for them to march back down the field and win the game. You know, the, the field goal did not put them up, you know, more than just the one score. They, they still needed the touchdown to win the game. And then the roughing the center call. <laughs> it just the look on Kevin Long's face and everybody staring over there at him. Like, really, dude? You just killed the game? <laughs> and this is how bad it is, you know? So it's a 15-yard penalty, which gives them the automatic first down. And the Tennessee Titans no longer had timeouts because we used them getting them to that fourth down. <laughs> position that we screwed up and gave the game away all oh, man it was uh like i haven't felt that bad about a titans loss in a while that one that one sucked i'm like are you kidding me this is how we're gonna start by sunday so i flip over to catch the end of the bucks game i'm like oh this thing's in overtime i probably should have watched this thing and then i see the coverage fall down <laughs> and amari <laughs> cooper goes streaking down the sideline <laughs> and we'll get to streaking here in a minute. But uh, he goes streaking down the sideline. You know, they tackle him. What was it, at the three-yard line? Nick Chubb punches it in for the win. And I'm like, man, if I couldn't have tuned in at a crappier time. I, I think I sent you all a text right after that. I was like, well, that's a terrible, you know, a little bit more expletive. But that was a horrible way <laughs> to, to, end oh, yeah. the, uh, to end a game, man. So, you know, I'm hopping over here on the on some videos trying to catch, you know, what happened in Miami, what happened with Jacksonville. And Miami just beat the brakes off these guys. You know, they got up 30 to nothing by halftime, and they just I, – I, I can't really say took the foot off the gas because their defense did crank up a little bit on them. But uh, after they folded up Russell Wilson like a pretzel, man, I, I was glad to see he didn't finish the game under circumstances where they were like, hey, you know what? Let's just go ahead and put the other guy in and let you get some rest. But, man, it was – that was never competitive, you know. And going into the game, you know, and this is – Jacksonville fans will love me for this also. But I'm glad the Houston Texans exist. <laughs> with, with as bad as some of our seasons have been, man. <laughs> we could always rely on these guys trying to compete with who's going to screw this up more. You know, going into that game, I was like, you know what, Miami, you guys are coming off of a bye week. You, you pulled the Houston Texans. You know, it's you've got a glorified scrimmage. <laughs> and that game was never competitive, man. They were never in danger of losing that one. And Miami's defense, mercy. Those, those guys were relentless. They, what, they have five sacks on the day, a couple interceptions, a, a fumble recovery for a touchdown. I mean, they just absolutely smothered. That uh, Cal Allen kid back there behind center. I mean, Houston. Look, the, the, when I was younger, I always forgot about certain teams like the Cincinnati Bengals and the Arizona Cardinals and the Seattle Seahawks because they were just so terrible. Nobody talked about them. And Houston's become that team. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, crap, they're in our division. <laughs> you know, but uh, that would make me feel really good, man. I, I like to see what, what's happening over there in Miami. These dudes, they're for real. 
you know, this defense is really starting to lock in, too. I mean, you might be looking at a Super Bowl contender here. You know, this, I've gone out there once already this year and said it. This is my pick for the AFC Super Bowl. You know, these guys are going to be representing the AFC. You know, you can go ahead and mark that on your calendar. I just don't see a team that can keep up with them. You know, and if this defense is going to get things going the way it is, good luck. <laughs> that's all I can say on that one, man. And said, I don't see many teams over in the NFC that's really going to be able to compete with these guys. You know, if you want to get into a shootout, I think Miami can do it with Kansas City. You know, I'm not too concerned about what's going to happen there, you know, and Tampa Bay, Green Bay, the guys that you normally would have to worry about being able to control the game and put you out. That they were just not able to do it this year, man. It's, uh, I don't know how you feel about Miami, but they, they got me feeling pretty good about what's happening on South Beach. I know one thing. As a Titans fan, I don't want to play them. No, I, don't, no. I don't. I mean, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they're, they're – <laughs> I mean, I have said it all year. They finally put weapons around Tua, and they surrounded him with people who can catch the ball, people who can go deep, and people who can run the right routes – and you know it's it's that they're dangerous. I, I don't I don't want to see them in the playoffs. I mean, you know, in Jacksonville, the way that Jacksonville came out, and hey, more more power to you. I am I am. Anytime you take down Lamar and all of them, every time he loses, I laugh. I love it. It's it's just like you know. It's just like you watching Alabama lose. It's it's oh, the greatest thing in the world. I, 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 I can't, can't stand I can't. Baltimore either. Oh uh, no, I even and, and that was that was ingrained as I was younger, and mm-hmm. that was had a lot to do with the Baltimore of of the two thousands. And mm-hmm. as good as we were, and as good as the Titans were, and as good as Baltimore was, us going up and it being an absolute war every every oh, every time Andy we played. George and Ray Lewis going at it, man. I mean, that was oh man. Was watching two lions just trying to kill each other out there. On the oh yeah. Little did we know, Ray Lewis was about that though. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of sketchy transactions off the field, man. Uh, there's a certain team up north that is cashing in finally on this two hundred thousand dollar purchase they made in the off season. Million, million. What what did I say? Two hundred thousand. Yeah. Oh my bad. Two hundred million. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm speaking peasant talk here. <laughs> Two hundred million. Look at me getting big eyed. Oh, mercy. So if you want to sponsor the show, <laughs> no. But uh, Deshaun Watson's back, man. And again, for the Jacksonville Jaguars and Tennessee Titans amusement, there his first game back is going to be the Houston Texans. So I mean. Uh, I don't want to say he's going to go down there and wax them. It might be too soon for that. But, yeah, too uh, soon, too soon. Too, too soon. Too soon. But uh, <laughs> I almost wonder if this dude's going to go out with, you know how quarterbacks have the towel to dry their hands off? I almost yeah. wonder if he's even going to venture with that one. And, and if he does, if he forgets that it's not no uh, Wait. No, November will be over. I was going to say he could always go out there, you know, with a pink towel for November. Or is that October we do that? Yeah, it's October. But hey, yeah. he, he didn't get to participate in October, so maybe he can wear a pink towel. You <laughs> making <know>? up. <laughs> yeah, let's make it up, right? But uh, he's got a lot of making up to do, man. It's it's. Uh, he, he was great for us during the off season. He was just absolute gold for us, man. I I, I don't want to say I love Deshaun Watson or his antics. 
I'm just glad he's stupid. <laughs> I really am. That helps. It helps a lot. It helps a lot. I mean, so, I mean. <laughs> me or you can line up at quarterback with with Cleveland's offense and beat Houston. I mean, they're they're just a train wreck, and I just I don't. Everybody's going to be making a big deal about it, and you know, oh, it's you going know, to be the most this is why, thing, man. Yeah, this is this is why he was suspended for as many games as what he was. The NFL knew what they were doing and bringing him back. His first game back is going to be against the old team, and you know all the hard feelings and uh, that's all you're going to see on ESPN and you know everything else. And it's just, Look, I don't know. I don't. I wonder if the media is going to be as brutal in the broadcast as they were with Todd Downing. Did you catch that in the Titans game? It was like the first five minutes of the game. They were just grilling Todd Downing for his DUI and what's to be expected from the NFL, what's coming down from the Titans, what Mike Vrabel said about it. I mean, they just basically spit-roasted this dude. And I wonder if they're going to treat Deshaun Watson the same way. I I hope they do because, I mean, just the irony of everything, you know. He gets suspended. But before that, he gets traded to the Cleveland Browns. And in Cleveland, <laughs> right after that, I think it was like a month after the, the trade happened, you had the National Convention for Massage Therapists happening just two blocks down from the stadium. <laughs> so, I mean, that right there already lit up for me. I was like, oh, this is like the second best thing ever that's happened this month. <laughs> so I, I get that juicy bit of information. And then we go through the process, and we finally suspend the guy just to tell everybody we're going to bring him back after we feel he served long enough, and we're going to his first game back will be against the Houston Texans. And and why they haven't made it a Monday night football game yet, I don't know. But, I mean, you might as well have done it that way too. But, I mean, just the irony, the timing, I mean, it just – Almost seems the like NFL they're laughing at knows, you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The the NFL knows what it's doing. They know they know people who don't care about either team, who know Cleveland's gonna go in there and win. They they know people are gonna tune in just to see the the clown show that is Watson and, you know, the dumpster fire that is Houston <laughs> and see what they have to say. And I'm sure you're gonna hear from from the GM from Houston and the GM from from Cleveland and everybody's going to be interviewed and he's going to get a hundred hundred questions about well how does it feel to be back and how does it feel to go up against your own team do you have any hard feelings <laughs> that's a loaded question yeah <laughs> we don't okay. need any hard feelings buddy <laughs> this is a family show <laughs> but, uh, no man it, it's I've loved everything that's uh, well I, I don't love the context of it. Let me put that out there. I just love the chaos of it, man. It just it's been great entertainment, fun to talk about, you know. And, and one of the best things I saw was Deshaun Watson running around with a Bill Cosby head on. <laughs> you know that, that that made my summer. I mean, we had pudding pops everywhere. <laughs> you know, you, just, you got a little sleepy, but I mean, it was a good time. <laughs> family show, family, family show. show. Speaking of family show, man, the Jacksonville Jaguars put on a show. These dudes were down in the fourth quarter. You know, they'd gone back and forth with the Baltimore Ravens. And Lamar Jackson, you touched on it earlier, he actually rated out as the top quarterback last this weekend. So, I mean, it's not like they cut Lamar Jackson on a bad day. They just, they balled out, man. 
You know, it, to, to see them down 17 points going into the fourth quarter and for them to finish it off ahead by one point and in the fashion in which they did it is what made my day. So men being who they are, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they Baltimore goes for two. You know, they, they get the touchdown, they go for two, and they get it. And Doug Peterson, not wanting to be outdone, pulled one of the ballsiest moves I've seen in the fourth quarter. This dude could have easily tied it up and, and took this thing to overtime. But he was like, you know what? You want to come in my house and put up a two-point conversion. Watch this. And they go for it, and they get it, and they win the game. I think there was, what, like 16 seconds left on the clock after that. But I, I couldn't believe what I saw. I was like, I, you know, that was one of the gutsiest things. Your, your season, well, I guess I can see it in that, that respect. Your season hasn't been going well. You know, I don't know if I would want to trust myself against Lamar Jackson in overtime. And, you know, he, he, he's a former league MVP. So, I mean, it's not like, again, highest ranked quarterback last week. You know, his quarterback rate rating. And just to see that call, man, that's what I love about Doug Peterson. When I saw that they made that hire, I was like, dude, these Jacksonville's getting scary, dude. They're getting the right coaching in there. They're making good choices now. I, I don't know about this uh Trayvon Walker kid yet you know you invested a whole lot of draft capital into that kid but uh he's really not producing a whole lot but hey you know you're a young kid on a young team you know maybe we're playing for another first round pick (laughs) you know pull like the Orlando Magic you got a defensive line made out of all first round (laughs) first overall selections uh would not want to take the cap hit on that mess but uh no it's great to see what they're doing down there man that's uh Trevor Trevor Lawrence looked great in the pocket. You know, the, the running game wasn't existent in this game, but uh, you didn't need it. So, I mean, to, but again, man, that two-point conversion in the final seconds of the fourth quarter, win or go home, and these boys went home and got tore up. I know I would have, man. That would have been a party. <laughs> We'd have been feeling good all night long and singing these Duval. I might have even showed up with, like, a, a Gardner Minshew Fu Manchu or something, you know. <laughs> Whatever happened to that guy? I loved Gardner Minshew. I hated playing him because he beat the Titans both times we took him on. But man, that kid was a maniac. Yeah, I, I don't, <clears throat> I don't know exactly where he's at. He's backing somebody up right now. But yeah, I was, <laughs> I, I was glad to see Jacksonville pull it out. I mean, you know, that was a that was a gutsy move, and you know, I think he he made the right call. I mean, why not? I mean, you know, you, it shows that you have confidence in your offense. It shows that you have confidence in your young quarterback. And I mean, hey, they pulled it off. So why not? I mean, you know, maybe it's a springboard for them. Hopefully not because they have to play the Titans twice, but uh, sorry, Duval, but, uh, <laughs> uh you know, <laughs> hopefully it's a springboard for them to, to get more confidence in, in, in themselves. And, you know, the coach have confidence in, in them as well in order to, you know, finish out the season strong. Yeah. Speaking of finishing out strong, man, that is the clock, and we are up against it. Uh, Again, it's been a fun show. Shout out to our sponsors, Great American Florida Promotions, JJ's Apparel and more. You guys put this show on. Thank you to the fans that tune in each and every Monday. But until next time, Outlaws, keep it classy. Looking for a new job?